Welcome to the Ready Papa One podcast, the show where a dad and another dad talk about the past, present, and future of gaming for them and their kids. Nick, what's up? What is up, Casey? It is cold and it is snowy. I'm doing all right. Yeah, first big snowstorm of the year. How did you guys make uh, out? No, it was terrible. Yeah. I had no snow the last like two years. I know. I buy a house, so I finally have to shovel, and we get plastered with 17 inches up here. Oh my 17 <laughs> inches? Somewhere between 15 and 17. You got way more than I did. Oh my god. You're a god. South Shore kid. I know. South Shore, man. We we got the we you got the rain. We get the benefit of, of the ocean and all that good stuff. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it was it was wet today. No, I mean, we had some snow that stuck. A lot of it was wet snow, though. Like I went and I shoveled once and it was all like the wet, gross stuff that you just got to like, it's heavy and you got to get out of there. And then it wasn't until later on in the day that it started to really become more of like the powdery stuff that we like. But I mean, yeah, we maybe got a couple inches, maybe. <laughs> so, I had to go out three times. Oh, my God. God, that's brutal. Okay, but so here's the thing. Like everybody shovels their driveway if it's below a certain threshold. But nobody shovels their driveway if it's above a certain threshold. So like, did oh, you I like, I know, I don't have a snowblower. And you haven't set up like any service yet to to, no, to come like plow your driveway? Screw that. <laughs> I'm 34 years old. I can do this myself. Okay. All right. I I give this approximately one season before you're like, oh, okay. Oh, no. Year? My plan was to get a snowblower. So my goal was okay. to get through the winter yep. and be like, all right, it's not going to be that bad of a winter. We haven't had a bad winter in three years. Definitely jinx myself. Now we're going to get like 75 inches of snow this year yep. and then buy a snowblower in the mm-hmm. spring. So I get the better price. Okay. All so right. Right now I go out. I'm going to spend twice as much you're right and i think like so i don't have a snowblower what i found is like when there is the big snowstorm we've had neighbors who are like hey we'll help you out so like i wouldn't be surprised if like if you're if there's a big snowstorm and you're and you find yourself out there shoveling that like someone who does a snowblower will come and just like my the guy across the street from me pristine lawn he's on his lawn's been on the cover of magazines he's one of them he's one of them that sucks uh, actually i hate it living across from one of those one of those guys like really sucks he's super nice but a leaf falls it's picked up yeah like He'll wait three or four hours and then he'll be out there getting all the leaves. Okay, okay, so okay. he has a snowblower. And when he saw me out there at five o'clock at night and then he goes, he comes over and says, oh, I can help you out. And I'm like, oh, don't worry about it. But he's like, hey, just FYI, the mail won't drop off if your mailbox isn't reachable by car, which yep. I've never had to deal with because the mailmen where my parents lived, they all, they walked. There was never this drive up service. So he goes, listen, I'll take, and I didn't start shoveling over there the two other times I went out because mm. I was like, oh, whatever. He can reach it. I'm, I can reach it. It's not that big of a deal. So he's like, I'll, I'll snow blow for you there. That saved me literally an hour because yeah. like, it was 17 inches of snow at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And then the next morning, the mailman comes around. My, my mother-in-law was watching the baby and the mailman comes around. They barely plowed our street. They plowed it like twice total. And it was, mm. it's been terrible. Luckily I live so close to a main drag that it doesn't matter. But the mailman pulled out of the spot that I had pulled for him and then fishtailed and almost hit my mother-in-law's car. Oh my God. <laughs> and yeah. so then the guy across the street and another guy would try to push the mailman's truck out. This all Dude. happens. I'm just sitting down here. And then I go upstairs and they're like, Oh, did you hear? 
I'm like, what? What did I miss? <laughs> classic, cl- classic New England, man. No, but it, it is it is kind of nice that there's actually a winter storm. I missed it last year. Last year, we really didn't get much snow at all. And so it was um, it was nice. M- my son got to go out and sort of like play in the snow a little bit for kind of the first time because nice. Yeah, because I mean, he saw snow last year, right? But he was probably a little too young for it to really like you know, connect and all. He definitely wasn't like walking yet and we're going to like crawl around in the snow outside. I'm not even sure if he was crawling at that point. Um, so, so he just, he hadn't really been exposed to it a lot. So, you know, on, on, on the weekend, I think it was on, uh, on, on, on Sunday afternoon, he got all bundled up in his little, we, we, got, we got this little like snowsuit overall thing and a big coat and these like gigantic mittens, which are, uh, waterproof mittens, which are which are supposed to be eighteen to twenty four months, so like they should be his size, and yet like I, like they they went like halfway up his arm. <laughs> his freaking mittens, <laughs> and Kate's like it said it was eighteen to twenty four months at Target. I'm like, yeah, I believe you. Yeah, the, I believe on you. Twenty four month side, uh, yeah, or, or something, man. Like <laughs> these these things are like yeah, these things are like up to his elbows almost. Um, <laughs> And 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 so and so he couldn't get his little thumb in the little thumb thing, right? Because they were gigantic. So he basically just had these like paws, <laughs> he just had punching these, like, things. Yeah, he's like boxing <laughs> gloves on. And so uh, he, it was it was cute. He was um, I like showed him how to like make a snowball. Oh, nice! And he was trying to do it, but he just had these like boxing yeah, gloves he didn't on have his thumbs. hands. <laughs> <laughs> so he could he couldn't really do it. But he had fun. He had a good time, just like running around out out in the snow. He was laughing. Got a couple of nice pictures of him all all, all bundled up. So that I know. Was, that I think was cool. I think fun. There was a Snapchat sent that I saw. So yeah, it looked like he was having a good time. Then we came back inside, and we we all had hot cocoa. There you go. I was um, gonna ask, did you have the hot chocolate? We did. We did. Nice. He, he got hot chocolate in a sippy cup. You know, it was it was all good. Was, we, uh, hopefully not too hot. No, no, not, not too hot. F- football was on. Like, man, it was like a uh, yeah. Nice, I watched that nice Patriots Sunday. lose. Were you able to uh, get out in the weather with with your son with your family at all? No. So we, he was still he can't crawl yet. You know, he's still pretty small. He mm-hmm. looked outside and was fascinated by it with how white it was. Yeah, we opened the door so we could like see it a little better, but we didn't take him outside. It wasn't, it wasn't really, we didn't feel it was worth it. We didn't have snow pants. So (laughs) didn't think about taking him out. I, well, like I said, I didn't think it was going to be that snowy of a year. So didn't think about taking him outside when, when it all started, but it was a good day. It was a good day. Had some people come over, you know, drank some hot cocoa. I wasn't going anywhere on Sunday. I was like, I was like, I'm not, I'm not, you couldn't pay me to get out of my house. So what have you been playing, Casey? <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> I do have more than one thing to talk about. I will briefly. Yeah, briefly. Mention, briefly mention that I'm back in on World of Warcraft, man. Oh, this is the brief. I thought this was going to be like the next like 35 minutes. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is the brief thing because I have a different thing I, I, I want to talk about. Huh. Um, no, but so so the the the. There was this new this new season of World of Warcraft Classic yep. that got that got launched that came out oh, called I know <laughs> called, called the Season of Discovery. We tried to to suck you in with us and you wouldn't have it, which is fair. It's just been I, I started playing it with with a, with a couple friends. We have like four of us who, who are playing it most nights. It's just been a blast, man. <laughs> I have not had this much fun playing a video game in a long 
long time. Like it feels so nostalgic to me. Like it feels like high school again, hanging out with friends, just like getting lost in this world, man. Like it's just, it's just so nice to be back is, is kind of how it is kind of how it feels. And it's, that's great. And yeah. And it's, it's cool because so like world of Warcraft came out like 20 years ago or something. And like, I played it at the very beginning. And then they released World of Warcraft Classic, where they were like, okay, we're going to now, and this was like three or four years ago, maybe five years ago, I don't know, right during the pandemic. They're like, okay, we're going to go back, we're going to relaunch the game, starting with the very first game, exactly as it was, you know, 15 years ago at the time. Great, cool, great. I, you know, played that, that was, that was fun, but people just like got way too power gamey and people these days just like they treat, they play games differently than they did back then. Um, and the game was just like totally solved already. And so it was, it was, it was good, but it was not everything that I, I had hoped that, that it would be what they're doing this time, which is just so freaking cool. They're relaunching sort of the old school classic game, but again, again, <laughs> again, classic, classic, but for the first time they're like making changes to it. And so one of the big changes that they're doing is they're making the maximum level lower than it's ever been. And increasing it in phases. So in the original game, you start at level one, you have to level up to level 60. Then level 60 is where like all of the MMO endgame stuff happens. So the game is very much about leveling from one to 60. And it's always, I mean, it's always been like that. Level one to level 60. For the first time, they're making level 25 the maximum level that you can get to. Now... Are they slowing down the progression of getting to level 25? Because I remember I've played a few MMOs and like that, those first 10 levels fly. Yeah. Like they fly. So have they slowed down the progression of say getting from level one to 10 or one to 25? Nope. No, no, they haven't. Oh, okay. Good. Which is part which is what's kind of cool about it. You can get to like the maximum level pretty quickly. And then there's, they, they've added some new content. So it's like, you have this, the same gameplay loop of like there's there's a raid to do with 10 people and get and go get all this good loot and it's just like all the stuff that normally is there at level 60 is also there just at level 25 but it's it's never happened that way before people have never played for so long at this level um so it just has created this like really cool environment where it's like it's 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 this game that everybody knows and loves but it's so different than it's ever been before now, and it's recapture the magic. Are there places in the game that you couldn't go over there if it you weren't like level 50 or 60, right? Yep. Now, how did they deal with that? Or is that just not, you just don't go there? You just don't, yeah, you just don't go there. So the, the, the enemies haven't you up. scaled down. They'll straight kill you. Yeah, for oh, sure. Oh, okay, okay. Because, because what they're going to do is they, now, they're going to they're gonna raise the level in like phases. So right now the level cap is 25. But doesn't that cut off a lot of the game for now? But what do you do after you get to level 25 if you can't go (laughs) to like two thirds of the map? Um, Well, (laughs) one one thing you do is you go raid. You go do the the most challenging dungeon that drops all the really, really good loot. Or you make alts. You make new characters, right? You don't just have the one character. You can play multiple characters. You you work on your professions. You you do this like PvP event that they have. They they they've created a bunch. So the, there's there's definitely stuff to do. But one of the things that is cool is that it's, it's now very easy to make a new character, level them up to the max level again. Until at some point, I think in February, they're going to raise the level cap from 25 up to 40. Mm. And so now 40 is the max level. 
Gotcha. So if you start a new character, then you, I mean, you, you now got to get to 40, but it's going to be kind of the same thing, right? Where everyone like gets their characters to 40 and then you stop and you pause there, which yeah. again, you've never done before. And there's going to be new content to do there. And so they're going to raise it to 40. They're going to raise it to 50. Then they're going to raise it to 60 finally at, at some point down the line. So that's been a blast. I've been having a ton of fun and playing a lot of, uh, of, the, of the season of Discovery, man. It's, it's, it is for sure recaptured the magic for me. And I'm just, I'm just having an absolute blast with it. Awesome. Well, I'm happy for you. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't, I don't know. Listen, uh, I like we, we've talked about this before, but if you took all the hours that you played Fortnite, I don't <laughs> think it would be any different. I really don't. Yeah, it's it just depends who I'm hanging out with, right? It just depends. Who exactly. <laughs> and I'm not saying you need to play do Fortnite. I, and then play. I get, then I have to split, and then I'm taking half my time to to you guys, half my time to them. No, nah, maybe right. that's what I'll do. <laughs> I mean, if Matt's gonna pay for me, <laughs> yeah. I should take advantage. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe I'll, I'll try it. Maybe I'll, try it. Maybe now, I'll try now, it. Now is the best time because. Yeah, in February, they're, they're raising the level cap up to level 40. But right now is when it's really pretty quick and pretty easy to, to level a character and get up there. So now now is the time. So but before the Season of Discovery came out, the game that I really wanted to talk to you about that I played, which I really loved, uh, is called Dredge. Dredge? Have you have Okay, you I haven't game? heard of this. You haven't heard of it? Okay, it's an indie game for sure. Yeah. Um, and I think it like it, it was like at the Game Awards, it was like nominated for some of these indie categories. Right. It came out last year. Dredge is a Cthulhu fishing game. <laughs> say, say, say again. Cthulhu fishing. <laughs> one, one more time. One more. One, one, one more, more time. For the people in the back. Cthulhu, giant squid monster. Yeah, no, I know who Cthulhu is, and I know what fishing is. And fishing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it, in this, in this game, you, I you, saw screen trailers of this. Yeah. Yeah. That, so it, in this game, you play a, a, a fisherman who you actually kind of like lose your memory and you don't really know why you're here. And you kind of have to piece together like the story of this world. But like from the very early times, you, you are given a boat, which you have to pay off all lot animal crossing, although it goes oh, very, very quickly. Um, and dip. you very quickly realize that like, one of the main currencies of this world that you're in, which is really just like a bunch of islands, is fish. And fish are abundant. And fish are like the... That yeah, makes fi- sense. You know, so you can, you, can use, you can use fish to get money. You can use fish to trade. Like it's, all, it's like all about the fish. And so the game is about going out, you know, fishing some stuff up, fishing or pulling up or dredging up like wood and scrap metals and materials and stuff, putting them into your, in, into your ship, into your boat. It's kind of like, a Resident Evil 4 armor case where there's like certain number of slots that you can use and it's like structured in a certain way. So like I like kind of get a little joy out of about like uh managing my inventory so that everything like fits in perfectly and like the most efficient you know way into all the little slots. And so you go, you know, you go, you fish, bring it back to town, you sell it, and you go back, you fish. But the thing is, is like when it's during the daytime, everything's great, everything's kosher. Once it turns nighttime though, things start to get a little weird. To the point that like everyone in the game is like, yeah, don't don't go out at night. And like it gets a little weird in the sense of like you start seeing things, things that aren't necessarily there. The fish that you catch up start to be like a little demented. Oh, and a, interesting. Or like or like they have a higher chance of being that right. Like if, if normally it's a standard fish, you can catch a fish with two heads or something. Right. Oh, OK. Um, Or 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 you can, you know, the, there's just like these little like 
Cthulhu-type deformities that these fish have, and those ones are worth more. And it's basically just this crafting game where this gameplay loop is like, go out, catch fish, bring them in, sell them, use that to, to craft better fishing poles, better fishing lines, better nets, yeah. so that you can go fish different areas and get, get better fish. And all, all throughout, there's this like big overarching story. It's, it's one of those stories that is like, you can miss it if you're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. If you um, get sucked into the fishing. You can get sucked into the you can get sucked into the fishing, but it's more of just like it doesn't like hold your hand as it's telling you the story. Like the story is told mostly through like messages in a bottle. Classic indie. Classic game. indie, right? Classic indie game, right? Like you, you like gotta go get the messages in the bottle. You gotta read them. Doesn't game doesn't care if you read them or not. You gotta read the messages. And then there's this this uh this collector who's um basically the way you progress the main story, he's having you go out and 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 bring him these like special items. I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's a whole big storyline around that. And if you're not like paying attention to it, like that'll just pass you by. Huh. Um, and, and just, but I just, I just loved the gameplay loop. It was like an eight to 10 hour game that I blasted through on steam deck. I played it in like three or four nights and just like, couldn't put it down. Just huh. the, just the loop is just like very, you know, you go out, you catch some fish, you put them in your inventory, you bring them back, you sell them, you upgrade your ship. They, you got to go to the next far away place. So you got to like venture across the sea and you're going to be out at night and like, uh oh, there's a Cthulhu thing chasing me. Is it real? I don't know. Maybe, uh, but on. I'm not going to find out. Get to the next place, catch new fish. Got to catch them all like Pokemon, you know, <laughs> bring them in, sell them, upgrade your ships. So you can catch even more fish, right? So it's just like, it's a, just a very satisfying loop, very v- appealing visuals. Um, I, yeah, I really, really recommend it. I don't think it's very expensive. I think it's like 25 bucks, That's but it's on bad. sale all the time. Um, it's not on Game Pass? It's not on Game Pass. Damn. <laughs> I got I got it on. Uh, I, it's been on my Steam. wish list for a while. So it like yeah. popped up on a Steam sale and I was like, all right, it, it's time. And yeah, I, I, I played it on the Steam Deck and yeah, it was just it was just, it was just lovely. And I, 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 I can't recommend it highly enough. I know we, you know, we just did our game of the year thing, but like I, I liked it so much that like, well, it could be on your had, had I list. played it, had I played it like a little earlier, it probably would have been in my top five games of last year. Save um, it for this year's. But exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be, it's going to be in this year's, but point being like be that, your high five rush. Number one, <laughs> that's, that's how good this game dredge was. So wow, yeah, I, right. I would, I, right. I, I would wish list it. I, you know, I, I super recommend it. It's not, it's not a huge commitment. Man, you're um, making me do so much right now. I know. <laughs> Download. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that's good. All right, cool. Dredge. All right. Dredge. All so right. How, how about yourself? Other than Fortnite, what, what have you been playing? So normally, you know, I talk about something that I've been playing, and I've been playing. It's been it's been busy. It's been busy. So I haven't been able to play a ton of like in deep things. Me and Allison are still going through Baldur's Gate. I've been playing Super Mario Wonder on the side, but the one thing that I've been doing video game related is I don't usually watch a lot of playthroughs, but we talked about this on the Halloween episode. Like, I fucking love FNAF, Five Nights at Freddy's, and the new VR game, Help Wanted 2, just came out, and I have been watching a playthrough of that. That's what I've been doing. I'm going to give you a little backstory so you understand, Casey. Okay. There's plenty of things where they can go out there on the internet and watch videos about the lore of FNAF. But what happened was one guy was making FNAF for a long time, right? His name was Scott Coffin. He made the first six games. And then a bigger studio came on board to help him make more 
advanced games and the first game that came out was a vr game called help wanted and in this game you know you know the premise right a fnaf usually a security guard or something the animatronics come they scare you etc etc but there's a story like you said with dredge you know there's a story that is hidden deeper than in just if you miss you know if you if you're just playing the game for the game gameplay mechanics right and so uh, they came out with this really, really good VR game that made you, in essence, replay the first six games in VR, which was terrifying. Like, I can't stress that enough that you, I'm sitting on my computer. Try I've played these games and I'm like clicking the things and then the things jumps out at the screen and you get scared. But think about that. In VR. But in VR. In real life, and these things are towering. They're like ten feet tall. It, it was it was terrifying. So they've come out with a bunch of games now, and they all tie together, right? There was a VR game, there was an AR game on your phone. Then there was the big one that came out on like PlayStation and PC a little while ago. It's called Security Breach. There was an update. To, there was a like a big DLC expansion to that. And so this is the newest VR game. So if you don't follow this, you know. It's not, uh, you're not going to understand by going into it, but I've just, I'm not going to talk long about it. I've just been so entrenched in this. And so I've been watching, I've been watching a playthrough on the game theorist on YouTube, which says, uh, the guy who uh, is the voice for it and does all the writing and stuff. He's, he's leaving YouTube. He's not doing it anymore, which was sad. He's leaving I found that YouTube? Out today. Why? Yeah. It's like, he's, he's done. He's been doing it for 13 years and he's just done. He's made his money. <laughs> I mean, yes, he has, but he he's going to still, I guess, be in the background of the company. Like he's built up a back uh, company of like 25 people at this point. Wow. So he'll still be in the background, but it's kind of weird. Like uh, something I've started, I, st- I, I started watching like when he was relatively like under like a million subscribers, like 500,000 subscribers. So I like, I kind of been watching since the beginning and it's kind of weird. All of a sudden, something that I've been watching for a really long time is just going to kind of not be the same. Mm. <laughs> You know, YouTube, you only last you get, before you get burnt out. You only last so long. Right. <laughs> and so it's it's kind of this has kind of happened a few times now with a few people the last like three or four years that I've been watching YouTube. And so it's kind of weird watching a lot of people that started YouTube back in like nine, ten, all of a sudden be like, yeah, kind of done. <laughs> and that's kind of it. And I'm like, man, I've been watching you for like a third of my life. <laughs> so man. but anyway, he his 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 huge like jump in popularity was when he started covering FNAF. So I've been watching his playthrough of it. And it's just really cool. Horror games, man, are made for VR. Like, I won't play them. I did play one of them. But horror games are made for VR. Like, they are see that. terrifying. Like, I tried to play Resident Evil 7 in VR and it was scary. <laughs> like, most of the time I feel like game, like games in VR are just worse than games on your PC or something or, or run or on a console and the VR is just a gimmick, but horror is one of those places where, yeah, I mean, I could totally see that it's actually could be better in VR or, or more, more immersive. And because it's more immersive, you know, a little bit more scary. Like I don't get like jump scares and I'm like on the PC or on the console, but like in VR, yes, I'm sure. Yeah. I I don't, I, I, I don't have one. Um, I am kind of starting to want one. Next the next time. one. Yeah, exactly. That sounds like a good idea. Um, but yeah, so I've been watching that in my downtime since I haven't had a huge amount of time over the last like week or two to play to play anything. So uh yeah, and it's been it's been a good time. There is no segue that's that well, you know, VR with VR comes kind of a segue into the what we want to talk about tonight which is the death of or at least 
it's in hospice right now i'd say of <laughs> of I'm physical games physical game cartridges video game f- as a physical medium and we're losing that this came about by you talking about how much you have enjoyed collecting physical video games i'm gonna let you take the lead on this a little bit this i was like yeah i'm up to talk about this i think it's a cool discussion of business of childhood and so yeah go for yeah. it. yeah yeah man so i mean I, as long as we've well when we were kids right and, and as, as long as we've kind of been playing video games right it's existed in a state where you know whether you're on you know you're, you're on an arcade machine or like a a console or, or, you know, like there's the, there's the cartridge, there's the, you know, there's the disc, there's the physical thing that you have to, you know, you, you purchase the game, you put it into the thing and like, that's how you play it. And it, it was that way for a long time. But I mean, physical games, like as a, as a media, like are, are, are dying. Like you said, like it's, it's on hospice care and like people are sitting there like holding the plug, like getting ready to pull it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's like, it's get And like, there's a few of us looking at them like, no, 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 not yet. Not yet. And they're like, uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then this me like yanking it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but so, I, I mean, I just, you know, just a, a couple of, of numbers here, you know, we found some, uh, some data from, from, from statista.com where it shows that in, in 2009, if we look at the percentage of, of video game sales in the U.S. that were physical versus digital, right? So this is 2009. Eighty percent of sales are physical, mm-hmm. right? In 2009, I mean, I guess it was a long time ago now, but it wasn't that long ago. Well, the 360, right? Okay. No, yeah, it was the 360. Okay. A year before the Xbox One and the PS4. Right? There you go. It came so, out in 11. But we're so. pretty, pretty close. Getting pretty close to that PS4. Uh, Xbox One kind of era, right? So, so eighty percent are physical in two thousand and nine. Flash forward even just to twenty eighteen, and and that's all that this data that I saw goes up to. By twenty eighteen, that number, that eighty percent, has shrunk to seventeen percent of I sales. I can only imagine that it's gotten smaller since then. And for sure, one hundred percent. Especially with COVID and everything, it's definitely probably in that ten percent range now. I would yeah. say, yeah. If if if, I don't if know, we. But- if we blast this out in five years from 2018, yeah, I would I would imagine 90% of sales are digital, right? And that's like, that's crazy to think about, right? When it just, it used to be that, you know, I mean, I remember, like, I think the 360 was the first time where they, they had that, uh, like the Xbox Live Arcade. And then you could just purchase games just like right there on your 360. And yeah, so it's, it's just been this 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 crazy switch in, in the way that that we as, uh, as gamers or we as like a society are consuming are consuming all you know all sorts of goods, but but games in particular, right? It's it's really moved away uh, from the physical media, and that's true for like DVDs and stuff too. I'm sure, like who who buys DVDs or Blu-rays anymore, I, or CDs or CDs, right? Like it's just completely it's just, gone. Right? It's just happening with everything. Here, I found something really quick from a quick Google search. It's yeah. uh, from a PlayStation type of uh, website. Physical games represent just four percent of sales for PlayStation in last quarter, which was quarter Ooh. two of 2023. Woo. So wow, crazy, yeah. There so right, so it's just like e- either way, it's just it's a clear, clear directional shift from physical to digital. And you know, I mean, I think there's a couple of things that are that are, that are pushing this, right? Like, I think it, one, I think part of what you see is that like these these digital storefronts that companies are able to run are just so much higher margin for these companies, right? That like I think it like they're certainly incented to to push us that way, right? Like you have 
Steam has been all digital for forever, mm-hmm. right? And they've been making bank for forever. Um, like PCs, like nobody even thinks about any kind of like optical drive or anything. And if you build your own PC anymore, like there's just like if you gave someone a disc, for, <laughs> they'd, people couldn't run it, right? Like no one does it on PC. And, you know, when, if you're if you're on your console, right, like if you go to, you know, GameStop or Target and buy a game versus just buy it from your console, like they cost the same amount. Mm-hmm. Right. So sometimes cheaper. Are they usually for for, for digital? Isn't I'm it? Is, aren't, aren't aren't they usually the exact same price? They usually are, but I find that you'll find a More sale. Sales. You'll find a sale on a like on Steam or on even like the Xbox, like the mm-hmm. Microsoft Store or the PlayStation Store. You'll find a sale a lot quicker on there than you will by going to like a Best Buy. And and, 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 and you know what? I bet even with a game being on sale from the Microsoft store, Microsoft makes more money on it than if someone buys it full price at Best Buy, right? So that's the thing. So like there's this, these these platform holders have this incentive to drive sales there from from a revenue, from a profit margin perspective. And like, it's just so convenient for us as consumers, right? To just like click, hey, I want this game done, you know, buy, purchase, download. That's how I feel. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's convenient. Internet speeds are fast enough now that it's like, it's not like it's going to take you forever to download the thing, you know, just a little bit, maybe it, it is, it is on, it is on the way out. And I mean, the newest consoles have really solidified this, right? Whereas you have the, the, the PS five released with like a, a no disc version into disc version, right. but it had the no disc version, this Xbox new consoles released with the series S, which is no disc. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this new PS five slim, I think that's coming out. Yep. Like the standard is no disk drive. You have to yeah. like buy a disk drive add-on. Yeah, and that the rumors for the the new Xbox refresh that was coming out this year or next year or whatever, there's no disk drive. None. And it's the same yeah. power as the Series X. It's, uh, it, it, it's going away. Like computers slowly faded away the disks. The same thing is going to happen, you know, with consoles. So the only the last bastion will be Nintendo. The la- yeah, I hope so, man. <laughs> I, I hope so. So my question then is, so I agree with you. Like it's going away very clearly. Uh, like that is happening. That is momentum that cannot be slowed down. So how how do you feel about that? What 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 feelings does that elicit in you? Just knowing that that it's it's going away forever. So. My first, my gut, my gut reaction is like, eh, eh, <laughs> eh. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I whatever. don't really care. I've <laughs> bought most of my games for the longest time on physical for like the last, like easily five to five to six years. Like I haven't bought a physical game. Now yeah. I will say that. I will tend to buy Nintendo cartridges more often than not because I found out when Pokemon Scarlet and Violet came out, I bought it uh, digitally and I thought both Allison and I can play it on our two different users. Yep. So I downloaded it. I played it. And then I came out outside and Allison was like, oh, Uh, I was like, oh, you, you started playing. Okay, cool. And she's like, yeah, but I had to pay another 60 bucks for it. And so even though it's a family Nintendo account, we had to buy the digital game twice for both of us to play. That's so weird. Yeah. So, but that doesn't happen with the physical version of the car of the game. So 
I, if that's the case, I guess I'll keep buying cartridges for Nintendo because if Allison wants to play a game, she should be able to play a game not on my account. If I'm play- if I'm paying for the family version of Nintendo Online, then I should be able to buy a digital game, and then the whole family should be able to play that game. Especially when it's on the same console. It's not like it's on two different consoles. You should be able to buy a game, and you should be able to play that game. Yeah, Anyone Nintendo, should be able to play that fix game, this man, shit. For sure. And, <laughs> and, and I just, like, for me, man, I'm... I've I've come I've come around on this topic. I think at, at previous points in my life I've been in where you're at now where I've been like, eh, who cares? It's way easier to do it digitally. I do everything digitally anyway. And like for sure, like I haven't bought a physical Xbox game um in a long time. Like not like probably not on the Series X, period. Maybe not even much on the Xbox One. Like I've really come around on it recently where like there's just this. Like to me, there's just something special about like like I just have so many memories as a as as a kid about like I mean everything to do with like gaming. There's, gaming was this thing that like I loved. I loved I loved the hobby. I loved doing it. And for sure, part of it is holding the controller and playing the game. But there was so much more than that that like led up to that moment. And like it, you know, it is going into GameStop and just like mm-hmm. like the GameStop being like like pe- people talk about kid in a candy store like a gamer's candy store is was GameStop dude as kids it was like I could just sit in there for hours and just like wander around and look at stuff and read the boxes and and I mean even today it's still it's fun to to go in and look at stuff right like the 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 boxes they have like such a specific unique feel to them um the artwork is cool on them right there's just so many memories that i have as as a kid with games and with like you know holding these games in particular that like i I just have a lot of nostalgia for it and i'm realizing that like that's going away and i'm now finding myself like grasping onto it and like holding on for dear life and 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 trying not to let go because there's our, our generation like it's all of that feeling all of all of those feelings that we had all those experiences like it's gonna die with us right because the people the new the new generations are not gonna feel any of that and they are True. not gonna give new shits about True. it at all. So like I said, my initial reaction was eh, whatever it doesn't matter. Um, but then I thought about it a little more when you when you like brought up this thing and as we were like know plotting out this episode i started to think about it and i was like do i care do i is my overall still not eh it's still eh i'm not going to change that but there is something to be missed of the feeling of going to a store when you're a kid and buying a game now i think that part of it is that there's not a lot of i feel like toy stores anymore yeah like there's not a lot of places like i used to go to Toys R Us for all my video games. And they had this huge section (laughs) cornered off for just the video games. You'd like go through like this arch and like it'd be the whole thing for for all the N64 games, the PlayStation games, the GameCube games. And and you just, it would feel so cool. And you go in there and you, which one do I want? Which one's mom going to buy me? And then you get it. And that euphoria of knowing that your parents just bought something for you 
<laughs> and that you were gonna get this and bring it home and you, you opened it in the car yeah and you, and you pulled the cartridge out like oh man that's so cool and then you open the 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 manual and like you started reading the manual before before you even like you know the game even started and you were like oh man i'm so excited for this game i'm so excited for this game there's this like building up of anticipation right where you like you like pick out the game you want you, you know you're like okay this is this is the one and like you know okay mom's gonna buy it for me or or i'm gonna get it as a present or whatever and like they, you know, um, they they go to the 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 register, and you're just you're just anticipation is just building the whole time. And then, hey, you get in the car, and like I would read those manuals back to front on the way home, right? Just like yeah. read the whole thing low. Like I got to figure out what the controls are. Like, okay, let me look at this. Like, oh, is there a backstory? It, it like I loved reading those r- reading those manuals, and then and then you'd finally get home. And you get to pop the game into your console, and there was just, there was just this buildup that felt very special, right? That 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 I just loved as as a kid, and I think that's kind of part of what you're describing with Toys R Us, right? I I have the same experience, and I'm sure a lot of people who are kind of from our generation um, or even earlier generations, right, also had had oh, some yeah. of those same experiences, right? And it's just like I think about this fact that like our kids, like their generation, they're they're not going to know that feeling, no. No, and you know one other feeling that was really good at Christmas time because you knew you were going to get a few, right? Yeah. And like under the tree, you had all these like presents, you know, and it was all the game cartridges. And I feel like now, like when I get, you know, the kids a game, it's like I'm not buying them a cartridge. I'm not buying them a, a physical game. I'm saying, here's a gift card for the store. <laughs> yeah, V-Bucks. V-Bucks. But here's a Here's gift card V-Bucks. for like the Nintendo shop. Go yeah. buy a game. That's something that I think will be be missing. That And this, I think, ties more, for me at least, this ties more for childhood. This ties for like what you were just leading into. Our kids and not getting that same feeling that we got. We get hit with so much serotonin now on social media, on all these yeah. things to make you feel good. And we didn't get that the same way when we were kids. And one of the places where we got so much serotonin was getting a video game, getting that physical cartridge. And I do worry a little bit that like am I are they going to are they going to be able to feel that way the way we felt that way when getting those things? And yeah. part of me worries about that in a larger scope as a parent. But when we keep it on this itself, it's like they might never feel the way that we felt with with, with games. It was yeah, it was might be totally different. It was just something so new. And, you know, they're going to have access to a lot more games mm-hmm. with Game Pass and things like that. They'll they'll have so many games that they could play. Free to play but, wasn't the thing when we were younger. Right. Exactly. But I don't know. There's something about that I feel like they're going to miss because I, I, of this. I, I used to. I remember going back to the, the, the Christmas tree. I, I used to be able to pick out which ones were games and I get excited and like, I don't want to open those first. And so my 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 uncles um, picked up on this. They were the ones who would buy me games. And so they strategically one year would start to like wrap them in weird packages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they'd like wrap it like a couple times. And so it'd be like the biggest box that's there. <laughs> and then you open it up and it's got another box in it and it's got yeah. a bag. And like you open that and it's got like the little, it's got the game. And it's like, oh yeah. It's you like know a I mean? Game Boy game. <laughs> 
that's like yeah, out yeah. of the box. It's just the Game Boy. Game. Well, it, the one that I remember being so distinct was N sixty four games, right? Because like, yeah. once you got once you got to discs, like PS two, Xbox, like you could, yeah, you you could tell what those were, but it could be a DVD, right? Certain right. books are shaped that way, but like those those uh, N sixty four games they came in like that big rectangle box that had a yep. weight to it you know yeah, same thing with the snes yeah 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 so like we there was like that is one thing and one thing alone there under the tree and and i'm sure that our kids will have that feeling with christmas but it's just it might it's not gonna be about games right or it's not gonna be about no. a you know a video game something physical to do with it and yeah that makes me a little sad you know and i i want to recreate some of those moments for my for my son i want these like shared experiences but it's just like it's not going to be physical games and like i i understand that you know and and there will be something and i'm i'm going to create the magic for him somehow oh of course um but you know the this this physical games man it's just like they yeah like our our kids and everyone after this is going to grow up in a different world when it comes to um to this media and like and i just don't think they're going to care about it the same way that, that that i do or that you're starting to it sounds like it sounds like i'm convincing you uh i mean Yes, I I think that I think nostalgically and for my kids, I feel bad for me personally as a person. I don't care. That's not changing. Fair enough. But I do think that there's something lost for them and there's something lost for me in the like, it's like I've lost a. I don't know. It's like I lost a family member. You know, <laughs> I, I'll never, I don't really You're get that the same loss ex- of your physical games. Right, right, right. So that is, that is sad. And Man, it's, I was, dark. I was looking for it here. I know. Right. Hospice talking about hospice at the beginning. And now Dude, it's, oh man, that's <laughs> dark. It's like the family member who they've lived like a really long, happy <laughs> life. And you've known for a while that like it's time and they know it's time. And so in some ways you've already said your goodbyes, but it's still oh, man, not no, easy. You're making, I wasn't thinking that deep. Oh man. I'm going, I'm going, oh, I thought shit. you were going dark shit. over here, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think like physical games and us are just like waving goodbye and physical games are, 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 are sitting there being like, don't be sad because it's over. Be happy that it happens. And I'm just oh, like my bawling God. my eyes oh, out, man. No. That's how I feel. <laughs> oh, geez. You know, what's funny that we're, you know, we talk about, like not collect yeah I, I i don't really have many anymore like i have a bunch upstairs that i never use because they're on old cartridges but i have one collector's piece of okay. video games that i was trying to look for i thought it was down here it's somewhere in the house i have a japanese cartridge game of chrono trigger oh cool from the snes that's cool yeah See, that, that's super cool and that is something that I hold on to and that I cherish. And of course, now I can't find it. Of course. <laughs> of course. It's, it's somewhere. It's somewhere in the pile of things that got put away in the house. Um, New house. I, you know, I understand. Yeah. But, yeah. And, and it's interesting. So, you know, you talk about collecting and it's this thing that like, I, I'm kind of toying with the idea of starting to do this. You know, we're in our mid thirties. So it's like, I don't know. You start collecting something. You're past thirty years old. You, start collecting <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh well, coins, not, I'm old know. now. So what's the what, what what's the old thing that I that I think is cool? And in my case, it's video games. Um, if only Casey. If only you didn't 
sell your unopened Majora's Mask. Oh my god, I know. It would be the crown jewel. And actually, I, all my N64 stuff got given away at some point. And I, I I feel like I remember my my mom asking me like if she wanted me to hold on to it at the time. I was like, nah, I have a Wii now. I'm good. Because um, I just had no idea, right? But So I actually was cleaning out my parents' uh, attic, I don't know, like a month or two ago, maybe. Yeah. And I stumbled on like, like all of my old gaming stuff from their house. Like, I mean, I'm talking like... 30 to 40 ps2 games oh my god um i ate ate my old ps2 with my old memory cards my you know um uh, controllers are um are are we with a couple of Wii games all of my old xbox games oh wow it was there which it didn't have as many as the ps2 games but like i all of a sudden i just like stumbled on all this stuff and the other thing that i stumbled upon was an old n64 console don't have any of the games. I don't have any controllers. I don't even have the plugs for it anymore. Um, like the power. It's not like you can plug AV. it in anyway. <laughs> yeah. But I have an N64. Like, what am I going to do with this? It's like, I have to take this with me. Look at all these, these cool games. And it's just, I, I was, I was like putting them into a box and I was just like organizing it and like feeling the texture of like the plastic on these boxes again, you know? And as I'm sliding them, um, you know, and it's just I, I just was like, this is so cool. And like, here's these here's some of these games that like are really hard to just go find now. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I just I I have them just kind of sitting here. And so be I worth I actually, something someday. Well, worth something today. And I just like it just struck me as like, wow, like this is like I don't want to get rid of this. I, I think there's some things here that are really cool. And so, like, I I brought them all home, and I think in the basement I'm gonna try and set up a little you know area where I've kind of have some of these games displayed, right? Uh, you know, some of these consoles displayed. That would be I, cool. Yeah, I, well, that's one thing I want to do. And now that I have a house, I definitely can do that. I want to yeah. build maybe down here in my in my man cave. I can build like this this area if I can find stuff at my parents' house and have like one of those gaming things that everybody has. Yeah, like I, I, I that's I, a like, good idea. Oh, maybe I'll put it right there. Oh right man, there. Casey, the you just see, you just, you just, you just made me. Oh see? no, what uh, you see, <laughs> see, right? It's cool. You're like, wow, look, I could display all of these old games that I have. Oh, what have you and, done? Yeah, and like, <laughs> I mean, may, maybe I'll like. There's part of me that's like, oh yeah, like maybe I'll like play them with my son someday, and like. Probably not. Like, may, like maybe I would bust maybe. out the the old console and and try and play them, but it's really more for the like the nostalgia of it and the and the having it than it is the playing it. But it's like I have I have a PS2 now. I have an N64. I've got a Wii. I have a GameCube actually. That oh um, man, if I can just yeah. find my Kirby Air Ride game, we can play. Yeah, yeah. I've I've got a GameCube and four controllers, man. Like, oh, <laughs> I gotta go. go find it from my parents. You gotta go. You gotta <laughs> go find it. exactly, and it's just. It's like the, these are these are cool things that again, like you can't just go find anymore, and they're just such a a big we're such a big part of my childhood. That like I, I I think it's cool, and I for Nintendo, like you said, especially I've actually started buying all of my Nintendo games as physical um, Switch games. Every time a new Switch game comes out, I'm I haven't been downloading it digitally. I've been going to the store, I've been picking it up. I've got um ten, I've got fifteen or twenty Switch like you know book booklets now or or, or or cases or whatever and it's just it's funny it's like the case is much much bigger than a little cartridge um and there's no manuals in there anymore but it's just it's which still is a, sad that's sad the one thing that i do miss 
the most. Like the game, the cartridge and the physical game was cool. We've lost the artwork, and like I feel like the the manual like has been lost. That one is is real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I I I, I really I really really have liked or have started to like and hold on to this idea of these physical games and 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 you know buying them with the switch and grasping on to that like making sure like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna have these because especially the nintendo games man those are the games that like i just feel like through the years like you remember and those are the games that stick with you and those are the ones that like they're only ever on nintendo they're only a lot of them only ever on that system except until they like re-release it and so the nintendo ones it feels like you just you know like I, i look back and it's like man i should have been holding on to all of these things for years, I was to my my 3D. I have all my DS games. I have all my 3DS games. I have a 3DS Lite. I have a uh, I have a DS Lite, a 3DS. I still have all this stuff, and it's just like I I want to show it off, kind of right. Like I I want to go look at it. I I, I want to go like yeah, no, I don't know remember where these things like are. Oh, that's right. I remember Elite Beat Agents. This game was sick. And then um, you play it and you're like, oh man, it wasn't as good as well, I remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, you, yeah I, I, I'm not I'm not sure how, how playing it will go, but. There, there, there are there are pros and cons. Uh, you know, there are with it for for, for sure, right? And so, I, so I have to see a lot of the pros. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're a co- yeah. So you're going to become a video game collector. Is that what we're 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 stating here on the I podcast? Am. Yeah, I think I am. You're going to be a museum. I think. Well, I'm not going to be a museum. I'm going to help preserve the the parts of gaming history that I hold the most dear. Because that's the biggest con to me, right? The the loss of gaming history. We're never going to be able to play the original versions of games that were on cartridges. Again, you can play emulated versions of these games. You can play, you know, the, the, the re-released remastered versions of these games, but you'll never get to play without the cartridge and the, and the console. You'll never get to play a lot of these games in the way that they were they were made all of those years ago which is sad there there is a a loss and there's you know you can play the original super mario bros 106 times to sun to sunday but it, you'll never get that feeling really again of, of of putting it in and playing it in the in the cartridge and it's sad how we preserve so many things you know we preserve documents in libraries we preserve you know all these different like paintings and museums and all of this stuff, but even even on a greater scale of media, we don't preserve video games the same way like as we do for those other things. We don't preserve a lot of film anymore that way or music that way anymore either. I guess vinyl still kind of exists in a weird roundabout way, and that's kind of made like a resurgence. But like with gaming, that technology, you're never gonna go back to an older technology for gaming because that's just not the way it is, right? So I think you really do lose something by not keeping these things alive. You do. There's there is really something about the old like playing it the way it was designed to be played. Played a, playing a GameCube game with the GameCube controller in your hand with the wire connected into the GameCube, right? Like that's just that's an experience that you just can't replicate really any other way and i think it's that way with like a lot of these these retro games right like retro gaming i think it's just it's just cool now to go back and get this old console and play this old game as it was meant to be played or like if you were to 
boot up like, I don't know, a Genesis or an SNES game on like your phone or on, on, you know, whatever, like it's going to feel old. It's going to feel kind of weird or whatever, but it's like, if you get to play it on, I on like an old Genesis with a Genesis controller, it's just, it just feels different. And there's something so, so cool about that. And because it's physical, you, you can preserve it. I mean, I think the thing that we're starting to see is that these, these companies who are selling us, you know, selling quote unquote us games in these digital storefronts, these digital storefronts are closing down, right? Just this past year, I think in a very public and like noticeable way, at least if you're tuned into, you know, to certain spheres, right? The 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 Wii U and the 3DS stores closed down. Like you cannot go on those stores anymore and buy games. You can't go download games if you had purchased games on these stores, but don't have them downloaded anymore. You can't go download them. Yeah. Which is weird to me. Like I get it, server capacities and and I kind you know, I understand it from a, a business perspective. Why why keep something around that's been gone for like, you know, seven to ten years at this point? But like it is weird, right? Like that you all of a sudden all that stuff that you purchased that you uh you know spent money on that you thought you would be able to have for a long time, but something happened, like you can't get it anymore. That's kind of shitty. It totally, it to- it totally is, and yeah, I get it. I too get it from the business perspective. I do. Um, the Xbox 360 store is shutting down this year at some point. I think N- again, you know, if if you if you have the game downloaded, great. But you know, you're not going to be able to buy new games on there. And the, those whole idea of digital is like like it's just in my library, and I can always just go go download it. And for a lot of these consoles, at least, like you're not going to be able to do that. PC, right. it's a little different, right? Because it, PC has. It, it it really is in this way now where it's like these the, if you've downloaded the game if you purchased it like steam's not going anywhere um you're going to be fine but but for a lot of these other places it just it it feels like to me like if you buy this physical copy like you own it this is your game now you have the cartridge you can always go put a switch game into a switch and it's going to run right but if you buy the game digitally it's almost like you're buying like a license to play the game because mm-hmm. as soon as they say, ah, sorry, not supported anymore, it, it's gone. That's it. Just, it's, like that's Netflix, it. it's like paying for Netflix. You never own the movie. You just own the ability to watch the movies that are on there. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And that's, I mean, that's kind of everything right now. Like, I guess, unfortunately, that from that perspective, it does suck. Like, where would I put all those DVDs? Where would I put all those VHSs? You know, where did I put all those games? Storage space is the yeah. biggest pro to digital. You know, true. that's true. That's uh, but, true. It's it's green, right? It's, it's green. Well, it's green. Uh, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just thinking about in my house. <laughs> <laughs> that too but but it is green you know there is a benefit now do i think that microsoft cares that it's green do i think nintendo or sony or ea or or blizzard care that it's green no they care because now they don't need to make a physical copy of the game anymore they can save all that money of production onto the physical side of it and just put the game out there they don't have to worry they'll release the game oh there'll be a patch in a month Oh well, we didn't have to ship physical games out, you know. When Show you me to... the money, baby. Right. And when you had to actually ship a physical game out, especially before it was connected to the internet, like up to up to like the PS2 era, like those games had to be good because you couldn't fix them. Like they had to be what they were. And so, you know, 
from a consumer standpoint, in some ways, it's good, right? It's so easy. It's so it's, easy to just so download convenient. a game. It's it so is. it's so easy to play with friends online. It's so easy to load up a game before it comes out by a few, you know, a few days and then it's just ready to go. Like there are a lot of benefits for digital games. But let's not kid ourselves. They're doing it not for us. We lose a little bit by the companies having kind of this power over what we can play and when we can play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, and and I agree about the convenience. Not needing to go to the store is great. Being able to to preload some of these games before they launch is great, right? You just download it um, before the game releases, and then once it's out, boom, you're 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 ready to go. Especially with like Game Pass, it's been way easier to play games games with friends, right? Or even without Game Pass, because it's like you can just be sitting there and like right now, you're like, oh, World of Warcraft. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll hit download, and you you can you can download it and you can play it. Whereas like before, you know, it'd have to be like, okay, yeah, fine. I'll 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 go get it. So you have to go get up. You got to go to a store. You got to go buy the thing, right? You got to hope the store you go to has it. Yeah. It, it, there's just so much convenience in the way that the digital game places is set up. So like I I like I I totally get it, and in no way are my thoughts on here saying that like I I don't think that digital is the better option in general. Like I I know this is where the industry is going. This is where the industry should go. Digital is way more convenient. I just still hold such nostalgia for everything that comes with holding and buying and playing these physical games on this, you know, old hardware. And yeah, I've just, I guess I've just decided that that's something that I, I care about preserving and that I care about continuing to to make sure that like I have the ability to to do that in the future and other people have the ability to do that in the future. And it's just something that, like I I don't know at some point would, would like to share. Um and I don't know what I decided that I cared about it, but I did. It happened. So, <laughs> so here it I happened. am. Here you here are. We are. Yes. Well I think that is I, I think it's all fair. I think it's all fair. Now, the next question, and I wanted to circle back on this because I think that it's important to talk about is I want to dive deeper about our kids and, you know, how we're going to feel as parents, but also like, I want to talk more about how they're going to feel. That's the thing, what they're going to exist and what we think that they're going to feel in, in the sense of like gaming without a physical medium. Right. So the first thing that I think about was what we said earlier. They're going to be able to jump from game to game to game, free play to game to free play game. I think that that's the part where they lose the magic a little bit. You lose that, not just the picking up the game from the store, reading the manual on the drive home in the backseat, but also just having the focus of that singular game. And we've talked about this yeah. a little in the past, but I think it, it it comes back and it's relevant now because that's going to go away. And that was something that physical games allowed you to kind of have. You had this, that moment, even if that moment lasts for two months, you had that moment in your life where all I played every day was the one game. The one game, the, the Ocarina the of Time, Majora's Mask, you know, Halo, whatever it was. Prince right? of Persia, Sands of Time. There you go, right? And whatever it was. And you got to 
spend that time in your life for that brief moment in time all with that game. And you only got to do that because of the physical nature of the game. Yeah. And it saddens me a little bit that our kids won't really be able to to have that. It's it's going to be too far gone, I think, by the time they're old enough to play games that they're just going to download. We might be able to download games and just tell them this is what you play, but they won't get that. They won't get the same feeling. I know. Won't get I- that 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 draw of of sitting in the car is being like so excited to play and you know what the best part was you were so excited to play and you couldn't play yet you had that anticipation time of getting from we're going out to buy it you buy it and then you have to drive home yeah so it's funny i'll tell you where i think our kids are gonna get this um okay and and i'm curious what you think yeah so First off, let me just say that in the United States of America, um, I am a second-class citizen. You are uh, because I have an Android. Oh, I do. I was like, careful, Casey. I do. (laughs) I do not use uh, Apple. I do not like Apple. I do not have an iPhone. I do not want an iPhone. And I have recently discovered that actually, like in America right now, like if you don't have an iPhone, like yikes! Can I even talk to you? In the bottom Um, thirty percent. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. But, uh, but so I don't follow. Especially in kids. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and so the, the latest Apple iPhone that came out, uh, they made a whole big thing about how it can run Resident Evil 4 remake. The phone can run a a really modern game. Right. And so we've all, we've all, we've talked about how gaming is moving to mobile. Yeah. I think for our kids, that's just going to continue to be true. Yeah. I think that our kids are going to play a lot of games on phones and that's going to be where games are. I think it's going to be where kids are i think for our kids that getting the new phone is gonna be for us the like getting the console like i think like you're gonna wrap the new iphone under the tree or or you're gonna like go to the store to upgrade and your son's gonna be so excited because oh it's that it's that it's it's, it's that time of year or it's that time of once every two years when the whole family goes to to upgrade so like i'm gonna get the new phone they're going to look up all the specs about it online. They're going to be so excited. Like, I think that's where they're going to experience it. And I don't love that it's a phone, but like in some ways, like that's going to become their console. I think. Oh, that's interesting. I never thought about it that way because I upgrade my phone like every six months to a year. Well, (laughs) so, but I also think that that, I don't know. I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say normal, but I think you upgrade your phone a lot. Yes, I am not a normal person. Actually, this is the first phone that I've gone the full two years with <laughs> without I, upgrading. I, I I usually go the I usually go the full two years. I know a lot of people who go longer. Oh yeah, um, I plan on going. This phone hasn't done anything wrong to me. I've kind of gotten over that. When I was younger, I was like, "Ooh, I got to get the brand new shiny thing." In the last like two to three years, I've kind of been like, "Eh, I don't do as much on my phone." And the phones are getting so good now. That like you don't really need to upgrade them all the time. Yeah, the, so, the the new features that come out that they're like touting. It's just like they used to be making this exponential progress, right? And so it was like every year, every couple of years, it's like you did need the newest thing because it was like whole new technologies that were coming in, whole new things. You'd like like there was a point in time where it was like if you have a phone from a year or two ago, you can't use any apps on it, and if you have a phone from this year, like you have a whole app store. So it's like there's. Things were changing so quickly, and now we've like plateaued a little bit. So 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and like from, from a technology perspective, like it's like, oh, this phone is faster. The battery life is is better, but it's just like they're all pretty good. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like any phone that's been released in the last like three years even is pretty good and you're going to be fine. Right. But but I but I do think that there will be excitement around getting the new one for 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 our kids, because like, I mean, I, we're keeping my son away from phones and stuff as much as we can but it's just like it's it's how society operates these days it is going to have to use it at some point yeah right and so when they're teenagers or something right like they're probably going to have phones and that's probably going to be where they're consuming a lot of their content whatever that is maybe you know if it's games that's where they're going to be consuming their games and yeah so i just i I see these these phone releases that's 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 a great point i would have never thought of it that way but that's because you know, it's not a big deal to me, but phones didn't get re- introduced to me until I was older and it didn't matter as much, you know? So, I mean, we had flip phones until I was like 18 years old. <laughs> this is, this is... Oh yeah. I, I remember the, uh, the, the, the Nokia brick, the full, yeah, the, the, the flip phones, man. The, the, was... Yeah. The, the, the razor. And then the coolest the thing days. was the ones where they, you had the phone and then you turned it on its side and you popped it open and then there was a full keyboard in there. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know those things you'd slide. I had a, a droid. Oh, you had the you slide. Like yeah, slide yeah, yeah. the screen up. You could type droid. on the keyboard. Oh man. Oh, the droid, man. Those, those, yeah. those were the days. Yeah. So. But it's, and, and maybe that's where they get it, but I, I, I do, I can't say as a dad, I don't worry a little bit about, that overstimulation that kind of like we the world we kind of live in now that worries me and it, it kind of all ties into this like i have enjoyed so much the last seven months where he is just enjoying his toys he's enjoying the physical world he's he he doesn't think about all the things that like as a kid you shouldn't think about i'm grateful for that i didn't think i would appreciate it as much as i do Mm. and i think that part of that is that you know kids toys are still very physical they're about tactile they're about touch and then even like the joy i'm getting when he gets presents for himself uh, uh, from other people you know like him watching him open his new uh, toy he got his, he just got one of those play board on the front, but they have the wheels on them and then they can stand and walk and push it. Sure. Yeah. So like, you know, seeing the joy that he has playing with it and, 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 and it's all because of this like physical nature and they need that as children, right? They, they need do. a touch. They, 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 they need, totally do. They need to be able to tactilely feel things, but it is always interesting seeing how much they, they do seem to understand the phone, even if they don't understand the phone. Like they're like, oh, I get, I touch this and something happens. And they like, yeah. even him, like I'm just holding my phone out and he like knows that he has to touch it. It's, it, it's crazy how quickly their brains have gone and like know what to do. And maybe that's where it all comes from, right? The physical, maybe, you know, we always want physical things as kids and we got them to continue on as we became young adults, but eventually I guess that'll stop for, for our kids. And that kind of sucks. So the digital world, man, the metaverse, like that's where kids are going to live. You know, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to forego our bodies and just upload our consciousness into the, you know, AI hive. It's all good. It's yeah, all good. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're so, gonna pay our rent to Chat GPT. It's, 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 all good. it's all good. 
So I guess in the end, you asked this question at the very beginning of, you know, how do I feel about it? And I guess over the course of the last hour that we've been talking, I kind of feel shitty about it. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. That, that sucks. But I, yeah. I didn't expect you to say that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, yeah, you know, right? it's like, I, it, it feels I, like I, we're losing it. something. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm it. The are, death yeah, analogy totally is real. <laughs> it totally does. It feels like, it feels like we're losing something. It's something that we, something that we, we care, that we cared a lot about. And like, that's not easy. Yeah. And that sucks. I, no matter what and, it is. And I think it's, it's more, it's not about me anymore. Mm. I got to have it. I got to have it and I got to enjoy that time. And I will always remember those times of doing those things. But now knowing that my kids, my kids won't be able to, I think that's worse. Yeah. Than me not having a physical game anymore. Totally. Yeah. It's a very, it was a, it was a very big part of my childhood and it's a part that I remember very fondly. Yes. And to know that my son will not get to remember that fondly. Right. It's sad. Is, is sad. It, it's yeah. sad. And it's like, you're right. Like he's not going to know any better. So he's not going to care. Right. And I'm going to try and find other ways to create that for him. But it's just like, yeah, there's, there's the, there's the part of me that knows like this thing that like was really important to me as a as 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 a kid it was a big part of my childhood like you're just you're you know you my son you're just not gonna you're just not gonna have that experience and that that no. that, that is sad yeah yeah so that that not to end on a sad note here on that me, happy note on, on me coming around on how much this sucks but you know for me i had my time i enjoyed it and now you know it, it it's just a hassle to to go out and have to to get a physical game and even though I have Amazon it'll literally come next day but <laughs> uh, to get a physical game but to me it's 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 that kid angle it's it's n- knowing that he's not going to be able to have that when he's older in any median it's not it's not even just video games it's buying that your first CD when you were a kid and listening to that CD over and over and over and over when I was younger, like I wanted to make sure that I had before episodes one, two, and three were out. I had like the D the DVD copies of episodes four, five, and six star Wars. To yeah. Me, yeah. Of star Wars to make sure I had those, you know, and then when one, two, and three came out, I had to have all six in the physical form. Not that I can watch them on anything anymore. I don't have a DVD player. I guess I have an Xbox. So I technically have yeah. a DVD player but like i don't need to do that i have disney plus i have all the things that i need to watch those things but it'll be interesting what they decide to collect and maybe that will be and maybe you know what i'll end on a happy note maybe it will be cool to see what brings them joy instead of those things yeah totally yeah you I, know? I, I i i love ending that way i think we're sort of like grieving the loss of that you know physical games physical whatever as a medium for the future generations but there will be something else yeah and I, we don't know what it is right now right and really honestly like only they are going to know what it is and they're they're going to decide and like that will be yeah that that will be kind of cool like i've never been a big like vinyl person i do think that's cool and retro but like the generation above me loved that stuff right yeah. like they love collecting that and 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 you know to to them, like they're like, oh, it's sad that you never had to experience it. And like, I don't care. And that's gonna be what it is for I think for our kids. They're gonna have something that they think is cool. 
um, that we are like, I don't know, I don't really get it, but I got my old copy of Ocarina of Time over here. It's an original N64. Like, look how freaking cool this is. They're like, oh, okay, boomer. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to, you know what I mean? Like, okay, all right. So let's mark okay, this. Okay, grandpa. <laughs> so let's mark this down, Casey. All right. In in seven to ten years, we have to ask our kids yeah. what what this was for them. What what buying a physical game for us is for them. I feel like it's 15 years. 15 years? All right. I think it's 15 years. Yeah, right. I think it's 15 years. They might years. not know until it's gone. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 All right. So in 20 years. <laughs> All right, Nick. Put it. Put it in your calendar. In the calendar. Uh, in the calendar. January 9th, 2044. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't feel as far away as it used to. <laughs> oh, gosh. Old. Uh, we will we will ask our children uh, when they're 20, 20-something we years old. 50s. Oh, let's not talk about it, Casey, please. Oh, my God. I just had, I just, I just, I had just oh, had a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sucks. <laughs> 50 fucking five. Oh my god. All right. oh, I hate everything about this. <laughs> oh man. Well, on that happy note, this has been this has been lovely. This has been wonderful. Yeah. I think I've convinced you. I, I think, think you have. I think you're gonna bust out your old games. I'll I will help you Bring build the, game the shelf. Cube over. Yeah, like I like invite me over. I, I will help you build the shelf. Yeah, we'll set it up. Same with you. I'll get you over. I I know exactly where I, where I want to put it. Yeah, like, I already have a spot, so we're, we're gonna, good. We're gonna, we're gonna put all this stuff on display. Um, only we're gonna care about it, but you know that's fine because that's I, okay. I, we we are going to care about it. I think it's cool. Um, and <laughs> I am excited to see the cool retro stuff that you've got in in your collection. Yes, same Casey. Well, this was great. Hey, I whoever's listening, you know, leave a comment. Yeah, you can leave comments on Spotify now. So, tell us Who knew? Yeah, tell us what you think about this episode number 1, but also tell us what your favorite physical game was or if you're digital versus physical. Let us let us know when it, when we post something on Instagram or something. Give us a comment. Tell us what you think because we we really want to start engaging more with the audience. So come come on over and tell us. Follow us everywhere. Casey, it's been fun. I didn't think I was going to have as much fun in this conversation as I ended up having. <laughs> I got so you. Thank you. Thank you for bringing this up. I, I got really, you. Let's go. <laughs> I really I really appreciate it. You got yeah. anything else you want to add? Uh, I think Nick, I think that's it. Um, th- th- this is, this has been great. Uh, I'm, I'm excited that, 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 that I've converted you. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to, uh, for myself to, to embrace this whole, this whole new lifestyle. Um, yes. so I hope the audience that you've enjoyed this and yeah, as Nick said, would, would love to hear your thoughts on, on, on physical games. Do you care at all? Um, or are we just, you know, two old men yelling? Uh, Did we convince you? Did we convince you? Just like Casey convinced me. That's the real question. (laughs) Casey, until next time, I'll talk to you later. Peace. Peace.